Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? And you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and I am so glad that you're here. You were able to find some time in your busy day to carve out for me. Today we're talking about women-owned businesses. Recently read an article that had a few um, really interesting stats in it. The U.S. has 12.3 million women-owned businesses. Uh, the U.S. women-owned businesses generate 1.8, get this, 1.8 trillion a year. There, there are 114% more women entrepreneurs today than there were 20 years ago. Uh, that says so much. 36% of small businesses or franchises are owned by females. Forbes recently predicted, and I thought this was interesting, Ford recently predicted that more women are starting businesses even after they're 50 years old. So it's not over. It's, it's really just beginning. So today my guests are two smart girls. Now, that's what they call themselves, two smart girls. So my guests are Christy Metcalf and Jess Sato. Christy and Jess have separately trained and coached individuals and organizations to help them improve performance and achieve their desired results. They combined forces, and now they are passionate about helping women transition from their nine to five and build the life they are that of owning a business and being business owners, which is so many times their dreams. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so glad that y'all are here because I tell you what, um, I was in corporate for 30 plus years in banking. You can't get any more corporate than that. And in 2004, I, the security badge kept getting heavier and heavier around my neck. So I knew that I need to make a change and I jumped ship and I didn't, I had nowhere to go. I didn't know who to turn to. I don't think there were any career transition coaches like you ladies. First, before we get started on that topic, tell me a little bit about how y'all came together and who, how did you come up with this idea of helping women specifically? 
Yeah. So, you know, Jess and I are, we have about a 10 year age gap between us. And so our circles, we have circled each other for many, many years now, about 14 years. We actually started when she was working internally for a client of mine and I was an external and we worked together in a classroom experience, um, training leaders, coaching and facilitating workshops to train leaders for the organization. And subsequently, she ended up leaving, and I was sort of her mentor and her guide of doing that. And we went out into the consulting and business world, and we had the opportunity to not work together, but always in, you know, close proximity. We were friends, mentor, colleagues, acquaintances, things like that. And then we were tasked with an assignment three years ago in Ethiopia, Africa, And we basically submerged ourselves into the culture and to the leadership of this organization. And we were tasked with training and developing around 625 of their first line managers and leaders. And it was such an amazing experience for us to not only shape an organization like that, and training is very different in Ethiopia than it is in the United States. They're used to a very one-way type of training, you know, the expert stands in front of the classroom and they basically, you know, give out the information. They don't ask questions. They don't engage. There's not a dialogue. And so here we are, we show up, which is totally not our style. And we're asking them, what do you love about your job? What what do you wish you could do better? What would you like to do? Which was completely foreign to them. And they just had these blank stares on, on their faces. And we ended up spending about six months start to finish on that assignment And we were working together and living together. We had a two-bedroom corporate apartment for 25 days, 22 to 25 days at a time, depending on the trip. And we always say, when you're together that much, you either love each other or you hate each other. And our husbands Mm -hmm. to this day still don't understand it. But we just really ended up loving working together. We had chemistry together. You know, we're similar in some areas, but yet very different, which just created this amazing and beautiful experience in front of the classroom the client was happy and satisfied. And so when we came home, we talked about what did we want to do together? And we was at a project or an assignment. And so after a lot of discussion, we met in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, we really decided to sort of put our own businesses on the back burner and do this. And the reason Mm. the passion behind the work of helping women transition is because we had been in that space And we had never fully stepped into being a business owner. And that, as we reflected on that, that really hurt us through the years of taking this ownership of being a CEO, not only of our business, but of our life. And we saw other women out there who were feeling the same way, juggling all the balls, wanted a different option. And we knew that we had not had that mentor or that guide when we did it. And we could do that for other women. I love that story. When you say that, that, you had realized that you didn't step up and be the CEO of um, your company. What does that mean? So we had, I'm going to let you tackle that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we had a really interesting experience and this is really what I call a line in the sand moment for both of us. And, you know, as Christy said, we had been business owners in my case at that point, I had been a business owner around seven or so years. Christy was, close to 17 or 18. And, you know, we were just out there doing the work. There wasn't a ton of strategy. There wasn't, you know, us being super proactive. It was almost like we were waiting for things to come. And so when we were in Ethiopia, we actually were gearing up for our final trip. And we had 
we received an email from the company and they said, okay, we need to cancel this trip. And at the time we were in a contracting relationship and all of a sudden we were standing there looking at our calendar with this massive gaping hole. All of our clients mm. have been pushed to the back burner and we just looked at each other and said, what do we do? And mm. this is just so indicative of where our mind was and how we were thinking about business. But, you know, individually, our husbands asked, well, don't you, don't you have a contract? Isn't there a cancellation clause? So, you know, we dug into the contract. Sure enough, two weeks notice. That's what we were supposed to be given. And we spent a lot of time, thought out a lot of counsel about whether or not to exercise this clause. I mean, there was a lot of mental drama and emotional baggage there about do we ask for them to honor this clause? Do we want to, um, you know, take money from a developing country? Do, you know, all of the mindset stuff. And, you know, part of that, also, you know, what if they cancel the contract? What if we never go back? and never finish this work and all this stuff. And there's just a lot of, as I said, a lot of emotional drama around it. But finally we, we worked up the courage and it really came about because someone said, you know, no man is mm-hmm. asking themselves whether or not they should mm-hmm. ask for the contract to be honored. They just bill for it. And that really mm-hmm. was one of those moments where we said, you know what, that's so true. We're over here spiraling and craziness and emotion and feelings. And that's just, this is business. It's not personal. And so we, we ended up contacting our liaison. And at one point after we had basically said, Hey, we need you to honor this contract. You're supposed to be given two weeks notice. He said, so you think that you should be paid for work that you did not do. Oh, kind of one goodness. of those moments where there was this pause, right? Like, oh, my God, do we say yes? Do we say no? What do we say? But both of us, deep in our core, we knew that we had to say yes. If for no other reason, because we were business owners and we needed the revenue. And so we did. We said, yeah, we do think you should pay us because that's what's in the contract. And he literally said a phrase that we'll, we'll never get past, which was, okay, I just needed to hear you ask for it. Oh, and my when goodness. We say, <laughs> Yeah, you could just let that sit. I just needed to hear you ask for it. So, you know, for us, we had been very successful in terms of having clients, you know, getting, you know, new business and that sort of thing. But it was the first time for both of us that we had really taken our business and looked at it from a CEO perspective and saying, you know, this is a contract, it's business, it's not personal. And you have to actually ask and hold people accountable for what you want. And so when Mm -hmm. we look at women and how so many, especially women, men do this as well, but especially women, you know, we're allowing all this mind drama to get in the way of us taking big leaps, holding people accountable, honoring contracts, asking for what, what you're worth and all of that. And, And our heart is really around helping women get through that so that they can actually live life on their terms. You know, you're, you're just describing so much of my early years, especially out of coming out of corporate. Um, I gave so much away. So, and you probably hear this from women because our instinct is to help, but we forget about that piece that we really should get paid for that as well. So how is it when you start working with women, where do you start? 
Well, we, we really start. So we talk about, you know, running a business, a successful business, a profitable business is 80% mindset, 20% mechanics. Of course, we always default to the, the nuts and bolts of how you run a business, but that's not really the part that gets in the way most often. And, you know, I, I laugh because we have women who come to us who are amazing students at doing the work. I mean, they'll want the worksheet show me what kind of system I need to put into place. But when it gets right down to it, that's not ever the stuff that holds them back from being successful. The stuff Mm -hmm. that holds them back is, you know, feeling like they're worth asking for money. And I just Mm -hmm. wrote a newsletter today that really talked about this because, you know, we are sort of conditioned as women to not toot our own horn, to -hmm. not put the spotlight on us, to not really, you know, put ourselves out there. In fact, we're taught how to just blend in, to do the work, to be a good worker. And many times we are, are growing up thinking, if I just do great work, then somebody will eventually notice it, and then I'll get promoted, and then I'll be successful, and then I'll make more money. But that's not the reality of it. The reality of it is we have to ask for what we're worth and what we want. And so when we start the work, you know, they come to us because they want the nuts and bolts. They want to know how to set up a successful business. And we do that, but then there comes a point where they've done everything they can do, and now they have to do the hard work. And the hard work is putting yourself out there and creating visibility for people. It's about showing up consistently. It's about doing those Facebook Lives or, you know, making videos when you don't feel comfortable doing it because we think people are talking about us or looking at us or we're not pretty enough or skinny enough or smart enough to do that. We, you know, we're afraid to write a blog because it's like our baby being set out in the world. And so most often they come to us thinking, oh, running a business is just I have to have all of these pieces and parts in order. And that really isn't the work that we do. I mean, we set them up with all of those systems, content strategy, big strategy, you know, goals, all of that we check the box. And then we really dive into, okay, you know, what is holding you back? If you know that you have to meet, 30 people this week in order to get your business out there and and to get name and face recognition, then what's holding you back. Then we have to sort of peel back the onion and then we get right down to the surface of it. And the surface is I'm scared. I'm scared Uh that I'm going to fail. I'm scared that I'm going to have to go back to corporate America where I wanted to leave. I'm scared that it's not going to work. I'm scared that I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm scared of what my family and my friends will think. And that mm-hmm. really is sort of the work that we do, all, mm-hmm. all encompassing. That's the work that we do. So what type of tools do you, um, do you work with your clients uh, to help them get past that fear? So we have worked with uh, essentially a thought model for a lot of years now. And it really is helping people start to see that, how you think about things is what ultimately creates your results. So as Christy was saying, you know, if you are, you know, scared that if you put, you know, a blog post out or if you do a Facebook Live and people are going to judge you, right, you show up in a diminished capacity. And so we're really constantly getting to helping people see the connection between how their thoughts create their emotions, their emotions lead them either to take an action or series of actions or to do nothing and then how that produces a set of results. And when you look at that and you you see the connection between what you're thinking and what the result is, it allows you some power to be able to shift it around so that you're proactively designing 
for the result that you want. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's not an easy process. It's, it, in many ways, it's a lifelong process. But our, the, a lot of the work we do is really about helping women catch that moment when they're having this thought that is not true and really allowing them to coach themselves and teaching them how to coach themselves through that process so that they can mm-hmm. you know, say, okay, you know what, I may be scared and I can do this. And I know I can do this because I have this evidence in, the back, in my back pocket. And when I think about those things, I feel amazing, confident, you know, ready to show up. And when you step into that space and you feel those things, it allows you to be fully present in a way that you wouldn't otherwise be. So sure. a lot of that work is really digging into the brain, how your brain defaults to what's comfortable. And so you have to be very proactive. And so we're doing a lot of work around mindset, but really looking at the very tangible connection between your thoughts and the results that you ultimately get. Right. I mean, those, those are huge hangups for us. So let me ask you this, ladies. If I had met you in 2004, when I left corporate, uh, and I, I remember walking into my boss's office that day and said, hey, you know, here's my letter. I'm out of here in two weeks. And he said, are you going to go to work for another bank? Are you going to go to work for one of our corporate clients? It was as if someone else came in the room, and I heard myself say, I don't know what it is, but it has to be more purposeful. So when do you see that women coming out of corporate, they're looking for um, they're looking for something bigger. I don't care if they were an executive in corporate. And if they are looking for that thing that makes them feel fulfilled, how do you get them there? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And, and to mm-hmm. your question, first question, yes, they are leaving. It's not always because of money, but it is for purpose. And, you know, as Jess and I look back through our own history, you know, the plan that was sort of set for us when we were young was we were going to go to college and after college we were going to get this great corporate job and then we would start climbing the ladder and, you know, eventually we would retire from that fantastic job. And that was sort of the plan that was laid out for us. And both of us tend to be overachievers and perfectionists. So we did it and we did it the best that we could. And at least for myself, you know, I reached a point where I had been in corporate for 11 years and I sort of looked at what was ahead of me, even though I was in my dream job, I had reached the job that I had always thought that I wanted, but it wasn't creating the life that I wanted. And I really didn't see a purpose and a direction ahead of me. And at that time, I thought, wow, I need to make some decisions. And there was, you know, an episode with my boss where I was traveling a lot. I was, I hadn't started a family. I was leaving my husband every week to go on these business assignments. And I went in and had a conversation with him about, you know, I need to cut back on the travel. Like I need some sense of life. And he said, I'll never forget the phrase, you know, Christy, there is no, no. And I knew at that point that I had to make right. My no, I had to then decide what the yes was going to be. And I ended up leaving and I did not grow up with an entrepreneur family. So that was very out of line for me. But I think the women that we're helping now, it really is purpose driven. You know, it is, we describe it as we helped overworked, you know, corporate yet burned out corporate yes girls start saying yes to themselves and no to other to somebody else's business. And that really is the truth. I mean, they have sort of been in this environment where they've reached a level that probably most of them are going to stay at. 
And then what do you do? They're making a good salary, but they're not getting to enjoy their life for the money Mm -hmm. that they're making. And so they sort of look in the rearview mirror. And I think that there is a magical, a magical number 40 that either either side of that women really take a look at it and they think of, wow, half of it is there. I mean, I need to make some changes. And the phrase that we hear most often from clients and from women that we talk to is it's now or never. Mm. And it's now or never. Like I need to either go forward. I don't want to hang out the next 20 years doing exactly what I'm doing. You know, I am worth more than this. I want to do more than this. And it really is about finding out what lights them up every single day. You know, the fact that they have gone through checking the box and saying, it's good enough. It's good enough. And then, one day they wake up and they're like, it's not good enough anymore. I don't care if I make the money that I'm making. I just want a quality of life and I want to leave a legacy here that I am not going to leave while I'm working at this company. And so when they mm-hmm. come to us, money is usually never the reason they come. They are starting a business to, to put their strengths and their gifts out into the world to make their imprint and a bigger impact. It is never money. Money is nice and they want to they want to create profitability, but it's never the reason that they're leaving. Right, exactly. You know, I recently read something as well that said um, uh, that and uh, there was an, a survey done, and it indicated that 50% of the women in corporate positions, so that's all levels, are considering leaving their jobs in the next two years. Do you think that's mm-hmm. overstated? I don't. I, I mean, when I look at, at what we're seeing now, and, you know, COVID has been in many ways a big uncovering of all of this. It has revealed so much about the discontent. And I, I really, I mean, if you even look at, like, long-term data, I think Gallup has a, a long-standing poll, and it's something upwards of, like, nearly 70% of American workers are unhappy or right. disengaged from their work. I mean, that is staggering. So when I mm-hmm. hear 50% of corporate women are thinking about leaving, I'm not surprised by that at all because, mm-hmm. as Christy said, it really is rooted in, you know, most of us, myself included, Christy included, we followed a plan, right? We went to high, you know, we, went, we graduated from high school, went to college, landed that good corporate job, and we're just on a path. And I find that for a lot of women, the path that they're on, the box that they're in is no longer working. As we mm-hmm. get more, you know, as we get busier, as our kids are becoming a much more integral part of our life, you know, kids now we're home, basically homeschooling in some cases. Um, all of that puts pressure on mothers in particular. And, and so a lot of women are really looking for freedom, whether that's time freedom, um, as Christy said, the decision freedom. It could be financial freedom, although that doesn't tend to be the primary reason that people come, um, mm-hmm. come to us because, you know, certainly corporate comes with its own perks. So, you know, for us, I think what we see most often is women desperate for more freedom, and that freedom – takes shape in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Ladies, we're down to the point where I need to take a commercial break. But I know y'all have got to have some stories um, in your back pocket that you can share with us because I love hearing stories. When we come back, would you mind sharing a couple of those with us? Great. Yeah, sure. 
Very good. Very good, folks. Well, I'm taking a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more from Two Smart Girls. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballestetos is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks. Welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I'm here with Christy Metcalf and Jess Sato. They are the two smart girls. And when I broke for commercial break, I asked if y'all had some stories that you could share with us. Yes, we would love to share stories. We love stories because they're always success stories. That's what we love about yeah. them. So I guess the one that comes to mind is a client who we just transitioned and, and completed our work with her. And she had been in the world of academics for her entire career. And she actually worked for one of the, the um, universities and she worked with their study abroad program. She had done that at multiple schools. And she decided last year to actually make the leap, as we call it, and start her own business helping U.S. students who want a different experience and a much more affordable experience um, look at getting a degree, either undergrad or graduate degree, abroad in a different country. And we literally started with her just as she was launching the business. I think she was a couple of months out. Obviously, COVID impacted that because a lot of students right now aren't looking options or they weren't in the spring. Um, however, that has completely turned around now. And so we worked with her for over the last nine months, really helping her put systems into place, who her ideal client was, helping with websites, you know, really getting her up and rolling, but also working the behind the scenes part, the mental part of, you know, feeling credible. She desperately wanted her peers to see her as credible and you know, competency was very important to her, and she had everything. In her mind, she didn't yet because she had switched roles, but she had everything that she needed. And we literally worked with her from launch until she got her first client. Like, our goal was for her to have her first paying client by the time we were done working with her, and we did that. That was about a nine-month spread. But in the nine months, it was amazing what she had accomplished. And we literally said this because all of our coaching calls are on Zoom the confidence that she exuded when we finished versus where we began, you could tell she truly believed and thought of herself as a business owner. And that was Mm. very powerful. Mm. Very nice. You know, as you're telling that story, it makes me realize that when someone comes out of corporate or the academics or wherever they're coming from, they don't know anything about websites they don't know anything about CRMs. They don't know how, anything about integrating any of that. So there, there would be a very large learning curve, steep learning curve for someone. They could figure it out eventually 
everything's on the internet, right? But you ladies really bring all that together in one place and you prioritize what they need to be focusing on. So how is it that, that you help someone that owes absolutely nothing and there has to be um, trepidation on their part as well. Do I really step forward in this? That's a really good question. So, you know, we frame our business building work. So assuming someone has made the leap already, you know, we work with people who are about to make the leap who already have, you know, a lot of our work is rooted in sort of this analogy of building, like building a house, building a business is a lot like building a house. And most people, when they say, you know what, I'm going to start a business. What is the first thing that they do? They get some business cards. They try to get a website made. And we always say, you know, those are nice things. They make it make you feel credible, but they don't actually help you. And in fact, it, in some cases, it's a complete waste of money because you don't even have a, a real clue about what you're trying to create. And so we try to bring people back, right? Rather than work on the curb appeal, the landscaping, et cetera, that you would, you know, once you've built the house, we think of that as very much like the website and marketing and all of that. We take them back to the beginning and really help them get rooted in the foundational aspects, really getting clear on you know, what is the vision and how does this vision of a business fit with what you're trying to create for your life, right? If, if the reason people are leaving corporate is because they want more freedom, then we want to help them build a business that supports that freedom. And sometimes right. if you don't have that support, you're, you're sort of locking yourself into, you know, something that is not actually going to get you what you want. And so we, mm-hmm. we root all our work in this very foundational approach to, you know, not just the mindset aspects, but really getting clear on, what is it that you want to create and bring alive into the world? What are the values, the way in which you want to do your business? And then build it out from there. So really mm-hmm. getting sort of the structure of the house, right, the, 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 um, the, the beams and all of that. We, we lay, help them lay that out in terms of, you know, what is it that you want to do? Who is it that you want to work with? Why mm-hmm. are you best suited to work with that audience? Then digging into the systems, right, as franchise, um, you know, franchise um, owners, no, the systems are what enable the business to run. I think of it as almost like the connective tissue in the body, right? Mm-hmm. It allows you to move and scale and grow in a really effective way. And so putting those systems in place in a way that allows you to grow, it's almost like thinking, you know, with the end in mind, all the way to what's your, your, your unique selling proposition, your secret sauce that allows you to show up and bring this to life in a way that even though other people may be doing similar work, is unique to you and draws people in. And then we get into the conversations around website and all of that stuff. But you're absolutely right. I think people tend to start in the places that seem the most visible, mm-hmm. but they're rarely the part that actually makes the business tick. Right. And so we'd like exactly. to help them reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christy, can you share a story with us? Jeff shared one earlier, but can you share a story of a client that you've worked with? Actually, Christy was the one who was telling you the it's hard oh, sometimes with okay. radio, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I will share. So this is Jeff. I will share a story. So, you know, I, Christy mentioned early on, you know, this issue about the struggles that people really have. And um, you know, one of the things that we have seen consistently that to me, this is when I think of 
sort of my passion space and the things I care about is allowing a woman to see what she's fully capable of. And um, a couple, I guess this is maybe January or February, we were working with a woman um, in the chiropractic field, and she was really struggling with the industry, with how she wanted to show up and be represented by that industry. Um, You know, in her mind, there was a lot of stigma and people had a lot of mental baggage around that term. And she was really trying to pull away from chiropractic. But in reality, she actually loved doing the work. And she was trying to kind of divorce herself from this. But it was very clear to us right? Because you can't usually see what's right in front of you when you're in the situation. And and so when we sat down with her, it became very clear that it wasn't so much that she didn't want to do the work, but she needed to get comfortable with who she was and what she wanted to be, how she wanted that to show up in the world. And so through our work together, that work was less about business mechanics and all about the mindset of really embracing and being confident in who you are, being confident in your in your training, um, and really being confident in what you want to offer and how that meshes with with what you want to bring alive in the world. And so, um, we actually paused our work with her for a while because she definitely was in a place where uh, of real indecision. And we had given her enough tools for her to go and do the work and just let what was meant to be surface. And then she just recently circled back and said, you know what, you were, you were totally right. I, I needed to, to make peace with this aspect of who I am. And now I'm fully in love with this business that she had already built, but that she was trying to separate herself from. So, you know, sometimes it's the mechanics. Most of the time it's the mindset. And for me, when I see women really embracing all the parts of themselves so that they're bringing the fullness of, of what they have to offer the world to life. I mean, there's just truly no greater gift than to see a woman really, really shining and thriving. So that story tells me that when you are working with women, you're not working with them uh, to prepare them for leaving necessarily. You're just preparing them for um, creating the life, whatever that is, it may be right in front of them, like you said, creating the life that they really enjoy. So I love that, ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll just add, add to that really quickly that, you know, in some cases, you know, when we're working with women who are still in corporate, like they have no intention or desire to leave that space, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. want to do something different. And so for us, it really is about being the boss of your life, right? When you treat your career everything shifts and you start to view and approach things differently. And so, you know, whether it's stay in corporate, whether it's, you know, stay at home, whether it's, you know, start a business, whatever that is for you, we want you to own that and to treat it as if it is your business and to run it it. as if it is a business. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I tell you what, we're coming down to the end of the show. If somebody's listening now, and they are thinking, oh, my goodness, they are speaking to me. How would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more about Two Smart Girls? Sure. Um, they could go to our website, which is www.2smartgirls.com. All of our infos on there. They can find us on all social media handles, a little different on social media handles. 
It's T-W-O, Smart Girls. So either one of those will somehow get to us and route us. Our website has all of the work that we do. We're getting ready to put a schedule up there so that they know what's going on. We're offering some workshops and some ways to connect with us outside of the one-on-one coaching that we typically do. And we would love, if they're in that transitional spot, we would love to talk to them and just um, find out. You know, we always talk about we mine the gap. Where are they today and where they want to go in the future? And we try to help build the path between those two areas. I love it. I love it. Ladies, thanks so much for being on the show today. And um, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing. And I would have appreciated it more if y'all had started back in 2004 and if I had known you then. <laughs> so, but there's so many women out there that can certainly benefit from what you're doing. And sometimes you don't even realize how much you need help until you find out that you really need help. Thanks again, ladies, for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. So as we're looking at women-owned businesses, we know that, that a lot of women are moving in that direction. And whether it's because, who knows, whether it's because they have decided to start their family late whether they have decided to leave corporate, try something different, whether they have a passion for a, a specific social reason. And when I say that, there are so many businesses that are built around a social responsibility. So you don't have to volunteer the rest of your life and not get paid for that. There are businesses that you can build that are really making a difference. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. It's by unknown author, and I've said before, I should probably gather all these unknown author quotes and put my name on it because this is a great one. It goes like this, great things don't come from comfort zones. That's exactly what the, the two smart girls were talking about today. It's not comfortable, but you have to step out of that comfort zone to really see what your talents are, what your passion is, and how you want to incorporate that, li- that in your life. And at the end of the day, feel fulfilled. Thanks so much, folks, for joining me on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.